0: You can't come here with the expectation of, like, Western transportation infrastructure. It's just not a thing. There's no posted time. And when there are posted times of leaving, they don't follow it. It's when the bus is full. You have to kind of release the mindset of any sort of organization. You're listening to Take Off to Travel, a weekly dive into the travels of your hosts, Colin and Olivia. We're going on a world trip for 13 months with just $25,000 each.
1: Each week, you'll hear our tales, tips, and tricks as we explore the world. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Take Off to Travel. I'm your host, Olivia. And I'm Colin. And today we're going to talk about all things Albania.
0: So for those of you who aren't familiar where Albania is on the map... It is the country just north of Greece along the coast. It's on the Adriatic Sea in a region that's called the Balkans.
1: We really didn't know a lot about Albania before coming here. We knew it was a really low-cost country. We knew that there were a lot of beaches. I knew that they were communist up until the 90s, and that is about all that I knew. Did you know any more than that?
0: No, I would say, I think I think you hit the big ones. There were pretty beaches, what we've been told. I think it's far exceeded what we thought imagined, at least for me. We didn't know much about the food. We didn't know what there was to do here. We just, you know, it was affordable from what we heard. And it is. And it was pretty. And so we ended up here for a month.
1: Yeah. So we are located in a city called Vlora, which is about three hours south of the capital, Tirana.
0: It's the third largest city in Albania.
1: So we flew into Tirana and spent one night in a hostel and then took a bus down 3 hours to get here. And I would say it's be about halfway down the coastline in between the very top and like where it connects with Greece and Saranda. But it's definitely despite being a what Albanians would consider like a large city, it definitely feels like a small town, beach town to me. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's not a lot of tourism. Even though it is the third largest city, I would not say it's the third largest tourism hub. I think a lot of people go to the south of Albania for the beautiful beaches, and they go to the north of Albania for the mountains. And it kind of leaves flora in this kind of in-between, where it's near the mountains. And it has an okay beach, but there's not a lot of tourism here. If there is tourism it's a lot of national tourism so like the people from albania
1: yeah that is definitely something that i have noticed in comparison to a lot of the other places that we've been is that even though we've been able to get around okay and we've been able to kind of like order stuff off the menu this is definitely not a place that i would say is super set up to host a ton of international tourists it's they don't have the infrastructure
0: they're building it up there's a there's a very big very nice apartment condo place being built the restaurants do have english translations even though they're not i mean some words are just the same because there's not a true translation in english but the transport is not ideal you have to know somebody to know when the bus is coming but yes like you said the infrastructure we'll we'll talk more about transportation and stuff later but infrastructure not set up and also there's not a lot of people here so they I don't think they have a lot of a lot of people meaning a lot of tourists I don't think they have a lot of incentive right now to kind of go that route I think we were talking to uh, an Albanian last night and they were saying how conservative people are uh, kind of set in their ways not conservative politically but conservative set in their ways here and I think it's going to take a lot for this city to move towards tourism.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Although I will also say that a big plus for Albania, in my opinion, is just how strong U.S. dollar is compared to the Albanian lek. It's roughly, roughly 100 lek to the dollar. And we've been able to get full meals out for both of us easily for under 10 U.S. dollars. Like if we get two euros in fries,
0: like the fast, like the cheap fast food has been less than a thousand. Like if we were to both get like true entrees, it'd probably be closer to like 15, 1800. So still 15, $18, still very affordable.
1: Yeah. You can get beer in the restaurants unless you go to a fancy place, usually for somewhere between like 150 and 300. Yeah. So if that gives you any ballpark, it's very affordable to live here. Our apartment is very centrally located and it's very modern and it's nice. And I think we paid just over six hundred for Which the Which is a
0: lot for this area. Because we're paying through Airbnb, I think they're charging a little bit more than they would. We we've met people here that are paying four hundred dollars and have like multiple bedroom apartment. And so we're we're paying more than what you would if you kinda went on your own and talked to people and found the deals. So it's even more affordable than we're making it.
1: Definitely. So what was your very first impression when we arrived in Blora of everything from what you saw on the boardwalk to our apartment? To I,
0: I wouldn't even say the boardwalk or the apartment were my first impression. I would say being dropped off at a roundabout with no bus sign or anything, just on the corner of a street got the the bus pulled over and the the bus driver just goes finished and then trying to figure out how much we were supposed to pay. You don't know how much you're paying for a certain bus. The local city buses are all the same price, but depending on where you go, I don't, it depends on the driver really how much they're charging.
1: Yeah. We got lucky because after we got dropped off at a random intersection in Vlora, we contacted our Airbnb host and he actually drove and picked us up. And so it worked out fine for us, but it was definitely a rude awakening. It's like, oh, okay, he just decided he was done. This is where we're going.
0: Yeah, and I think that was a sign for things to come. We knew it would be a little disorganized. You can't come here with the expectation of like Western transportation infrastructure, it's just not a thing. There's no posted time limits. And when there are posted times of leaving, they don't follow it. It's when the bus is full. And so there's just a lot of things like that where. You have to kinda release the mindset of any sort of organization, whether it's the boat trip that we'll talk about later or the the bus down to Saranda or just the local bus here. There's there's just there's organization to it that we've found, but it's a very loose organization.
1: Yes, you definitely have to come in with the mindset that nothing is going to be exactly controlled. Like you are gonna have to be at the mercy of other people and you have to be very patient and very flexible and very open-minded and also you have to be willing to ask locals because i feel like there's so we'll talk about this in a minute but there's such little information available online and the only way that we've been able to figure stuff out is by asking people who live here because they all know somehow i don't know how but they all know so i think the focus of this episode will just be us kind of talking you through some of the observations that we've had. We've been here two and a half weeks.
0: Something like that.
1: At this point, I'm not going to say we're experts in Albania, but we've definitely had some experiences that were memorable and things that made us laugh. And Overall, I definitely don't want us this to seem like we're like hating on Albania because I've had a great time. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's just so different than our American's perspective. Absolutely. And not different in a bad way, just different and we're going to hit those differences and talk about them just because that's our experience
1: yeah i think if we had known some of these things coming in it would have been very helpful in figuring out what we were going to do so let's start with travel because i think that is one of the biggest differences to western culture and kind of you already talked about it a little bit but it is very much flexible and there's not a lot of information about it online and It's just kind of very go with the flow. That's how I would describe it.
0: Yeah. So, for example, our bus ride to Sawmill. It's one of the furthest south cities in Albania, extremely close to Greece. So close that Olivia's phone thought she was in Greece. We ask our Airbnb host, hey, do you happen to know when the bus goes to Saranda? Because we had to go a bus to Saranda and then a bus to to Sawmill. It goes in the morning. Well, what does the morning mean? The morning could be six, it could be eight, it could be eleven. We had no idea. So we head down to where the bus is supposed to be around nine o'clock. There's a little let's call it a newsstand. And we talk to the guy and he's like, eleven thirty. To me that is not the morning. I guess technically it is the morning, but that's not the morning. So we are all packed at nine o'clock, ready to go, and so we had to sit around for another two hours in the Airbnb, which is, you know, not a bad thing. It's just when you're ready to go somewhere, it's it's kind of agonizing. So we go back down around 11 because we don't want to miss this bus. The guy says 1130, but you never know. And 1130 comes, and then 1145 comes. And then right about noon, this bus pulls up, and it's full. The bus is completely full. And we, we climb on. We climb in the bus and see it's full. And then...
1: I started to turn around, I think, because yeah. so I was like, oh, man, like, we're not going to make it on this bus like that stinks. And as I started to turn, the bus driver's like ushering more people onto the bus. And I'm like, does he not see that we're out of seats? And I there was probably like a 20 second time period where I was like, what are we going to do? And then it very quickly appeared to me that there was nothing to do. We were just going to stand in between the seats of the bus.
0: This isn't like a bus you're thinking of for traveling city to city, I think. Because when I think bus, I think big car with 20, 30 rows of seats. This was a, I would just say a large van. Mm -hmm. A large van with about six rows of seats and an aisle down the middle. And so we got to stand in the aisle of this bus for two hours as we climbed a mountain. And because we're in a van climbing a mountain, they don't want the engine to overheat. So there's, they turn the AC off, which understandable, but it is high 80s, and then with humidity, it's low 90s. In this van with 30 other people, it, it got hot fast.
1: Also, I had looked up on Google Maps to see how long it would take to drive from where we're staying to Sawmill. And Google Maps said two and a half hours. And so I thought to myself, okay, obviously we're not going to make it in that. It's a bus. So I added an extra hour and a half. I was like, surely it won't take more than like four. It took six.
0: Yeah, six hours to to get fully to Sun
1: It was one of the most unpleasant experiences I've had in Albania to date. Not because of the bus driver's fault or Albania's fault. It was just like all of the factors of having to stand and it was hot and it was windy and we were carrying our backpacks and it was just not a pleasant experience.
0: (laughs) That is city-to-city buses. The local buses, something quick that we think is funny about it, they all have French writing all over them. I think, well, we think that they got the buses from France as they were transitioning to maybe newer buses. So they're all set up in French. The sign says... Uh, not in service in French, which I, if I was looking at it, I would say, but I can't. I I can't think of the words right now. And those are surprisingly way more organized.
1: If you know where they go,
0: I, if you know where they go, so there's no posted routes anywhere. They don't have a website where they say this is where the bus goes. Found another traveler who actually rode the buses around one day and documented where they all go. Which I don't know why they did that, but I'm very thankful they did. It's cheap. And roughly every 20 minutes, there's a bus that comes by for the main road, which is nice.
1: They cost roughly 40 cents a ride, so they're incredibly inexpensive. I also think we have to talk about the story of the boat trip, because I just found that very humorous. We decided to book an all-day boating trip through one of the many, many boating companies here in Vlora, and... They basically, we paid $20 a person, and it was supposed to be an eight-hour trip, and it was supposed to include a coffee and a water, and it was going to go to three different destinations, and there was like a posted itinerary of like, it's going to arrive at this place around this time, and we're going to say this amount of time, and it was like very outlined ...on their website, which is very rare in Albania. And so I assumed, mistakenly, that because there was a posted itinerary... ...that they were going to follow it. And then we got on the boat, and the very first place that we go... ...is not on the itinerary. And we stayed there for, like, double what the itinerary said it was going to be. And it took the bus, or not the bus, the boat driver probably 20 to 30 minutes to park the boat...
0: At the stop. Yeah, he was not having a good time there.
1: And then we just flat out skipped another stop. So we only went to two places. I would say like
0: the main thing the boats are supposed to go to was skipped. Yeah. The cave.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't feel like we got ripped off because $20 for an eight-hour boat ride is really still affordable. But...
0: $20 each. We yeah, paid $20 each. 40 yeah.
1: But... There was just so much that was just very chaotic on that trip. There were these like freezer or fridges full of beers and wines and whatnot that you could buy, but they weren't like you, you couldn't just open it. They were tied with a rope to the wall. So if you wanted to buy a drink, then you had to go grab one of the staff members and then they would untie it, unlock it and give you the beer and then they would tie it back up.
0: Yeah, because the it was so choppy. The drinks would have gone everywhere.
1: I know, but I just found that really funny. Yeah. And then there were no coffees or free waters. And there There were
0: coffees. They made little espressos.
1: Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, I just missed that. I watched
0: one person get an espresso. One. One One person?
1: person. And they were also playing this really, really loud Albanian music, like to the point that we were having a hard time holding a conversation. And there was a woman who was sitting near where the like DJ station was, who was clearly Albanian, and the staff would come and plug in a phone and turn on a song and then she would go over and turn the phone down because she thought it was too loud and then the guy would come back and be like oh no the music's quiet and he would turn it up again at one point she like was clearly talking to him in Albanian about how the music was too loud and he was like shrugging saying oh well too bad and it was an ongoing battle the entire time we were on that it was like louder than quieter and
0: like so they're trying to set like a party atmosphere but I would say that boat could hold 100, 150 people. There were maybe f- 30, 40 people on it. Like it was not a party atmosphere. It was there were families, there were it was much more of a chill vibe at least that day. I don't I can't talk for other days that that boat goes, but yeah, it was very much a chill atmosphere or a chill vibe with the people and then you just have the the electronic dance Albanian music going. It was an interesting boat ride. So another thing that we get asked about are the food like what is albanian food what is it like eating in albania
1: so i would say that i was expecting there to be mostly specifically albanian traditional food and that definitely is very common here but i would also say that italian food in general is so much more prevalent than i was expecting there are probably as many pizza places as there are traditional albanian places if not more and almost every traditional Albanian place will serve pasta or risotto. And that was something that really caught me off guard. I mean, it's just, it, for some reason, I didn't think about the fact that Italy is so close. I guess that probably does have something to do with it. But I swear that 50% of the restaurants in this city are pizza.
0: There's definitely a lot of a lot of pizza places. Every other restaurant other than the pizza places are also just the exact same restaurant with the same menu. It is, you've got your pastas, and they'll differ a little bit, but there's the, the beef and onions the soup. There's the fish soup and the chicken soup most of the time. They have the, what else?
1: They have fish. There's yeah. tons of just like grilled fish. Yeah,
0: because we're on the coast, yes. Lots of fish. There's always some type of pork ribs. There's sheep yogurt, which we haven't tried yet. I mean, it's not sheep milk yogurt. It is yogurt with sheep in it. There is sheep brain. They eat a lot of sheep brain, apparently. Again, that's just not something I'm going to try. I can't get myself to do it.
1: There's a lot of french fries, too.
0: Oh, there are a lot of french fries, yeah. Anytime potatoes are on the menu, they mean french fries.
1: Yeah, you could get like a really fancy fish, like a full sea bass or something, and then it'll come with french fries on the side. There's also a lot of Greek influence here, which, as I said before, we're really close to Greece, so that also makes sense. So, basically, the the core component of restaurants, you've got your Ad- Albanian traditional food, you've got your Italian restaurants, and you've got your Greek food.
0: And usually, the Greek food is usually fast food. Yeah. So, it's, it's they, smell the, they sell the Euros, uh, cheese kebabs, and then also burgers and yeah. hot dogs.
1: And that's pretty much it. Like, I wouldn't say that any other cuisines really exist out here right
0: there's been some sushi but that makes sense because we're on the coast
1: yeah and i would say the sushi is very uncommon yeah and very expensive yeah that's not something i would have expected being so close to the coast but i guess it probably just has to do with the way they prepare it. it's just not common so if you are coming to the coast and you are someone who does not like to eat the same thing over and over (laughs) laura might not be a good bet because it's really it's all good like don't get me wrong it's delicious It's just very much the same. There's not a lot of options. Also ice cream. I think we need to talk about ice cream.
0: So there's two notes with ice cream. The first one is a little less extreme than the second one. The first note with ice cream is that unlike other places in the world, different flavors of ice cream cost different amounts. So a pistachio ice cream will cost more than a chocolate ice cream. Which, if you think about it, makes sense because pistachios cost more, but I, it's never been that way anywhere else.
1: Same thing with croissants too. Like if you wanted to get a pistachio filled croissant versus a Nutella croissant, they cost different amounts.
0: Yes, and they're all cheap. Yes, they're all cheap. It'll it's be like a just... dollar
1: forty instead of a dollar seventy or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's all it's all cheap. The other thing with ice cream that blows my mind, and I you. You guys, you're not going to believe me, and that's okay, but they eat ice cream for breakfast, and and it's not just kids. It is adults, elderly people, kids, will be sitting in the cafe around 8 or 9 o'clock eating a croissant. Olivia's drinking her cappuccino, and in walks some people, and they go straight to the ice cream counter, order ice cream, eat it, and then leave. That's all they eat.
1: They're like grown adults though. That's the thing that blows my mind. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be as phased if it was little kids. I mean, every kid dreams of having ice cream for breakfast, but if you're at like 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 and on, why?
0: I I don't know. But yeah, ice cream for breakfast. That was a new one. That surprised me the first day. And I was like, "Did I see that?" And then it's been every day we've gone to the cafe there's been at least one or two people who have ordered from the ice cream part of the cafe. Yeah.
1: In general, I would say most people don't really eat breakfast in Albania. And if they from do, what we've seen. Yeah, from the cafes that we go to and like walking around. A there's no breakfast items on any menu really, other than like a croissant. So from what we can tell, most people here will just have a coffee or ice cream. And possibly a croissant, but I really do think that the croissants are more of like a touristy thing and not as common.
0: We did find out that Burik is an all-day thing, so they will eat it for breakfast sometimes, but it's not a specific breakfast thing. They'll eat it all the time.
1: Yeah, Burik is a flaky pastry that's flat.
0: And filled with cheese and then other things too, but mostly just cheese.
1: Yeah, you can get it with spinach, you can get it with meat, you can get it with any number of things, and that's I mean, I thought it was okay. It didn't, like, blow my mind, but it was good. That's a nice
0: little snack. hmm The grocery stores, or I guess the markets, I don't want to call it a grocery store because it's not a grocery store. It's a market. It's just there's not a lot of options. So they're all uh, locally owned. There's one chain that has a couple places throughout, but the little shop on the corner is going to be fit- locally owned. You're going to have all your vegetables out front on the street, and then you walk in, and you're expecting like some spices and just like other grocery stuff, but there's one, there's usually like one aisle of grocery stuff that's your pastas, your pasta sauce. There's the refrigerated aisle and then there's candy aisle and then there's cleaning aisle. So there's not a lot of options. The first place we went to didn't have salt, pepper, any, any cooking spices. So you've got to be a little bit more cognizant of, you have to go to more places when you shop because some places have certain things other places have other things
1: they do have a butcher shop in most of them so you can get your meat
0: no ground meat though
1: but yeah (laughs) only basic stuff although they did cut some ham for you for sandwiches right yeah in general the grocery stores here remind me a bit of what our experience was grocery shopping in places like thailand and vietnam where uh, with with the exception of the produce, because the produce out front is good quality. And, and it's, it's very cheap. It's very cheap. It's, it's good. But once you go actually into the store, there's just not a lot of options there. Like you said, it's literally, the, ours has four aisles and two of them are cleaning supplies yeah. and like normal hygiene
0: stuff. Just to put a price on like what produce would cost. Today we bought an onion, carrot.
1: A head of broccoli. Broccoli. And a bell pepper.
0: A bell pepper and all of that cost about $3. So it's it's very cheap. There was one day we got our vegetables for 1 190 lek, which is $1.90. So once once we bought the rice, once we bought the like you you have all the stuff that's going to last you more than one dinner. The cooking oils, the seasonings, all that kind of stuff. It's very 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 affordable to just get what you need for dinner that night.
1: I would also say that something that surprised me about the way that people grocery shop here is the people who buy huge amounts of the same item. I don't know if you've noticed that, Yeah. but people will buy not just like a couple bananas, but they will buy 50 bananas at once, or 50 figs at once, or like just in bulk, which I find really interesting because because since we're in Europe and there's way less preservatives, I have to assume that those go bad fairly quickly. And so they must just be eating a huge amount of the same item because it's like every time we go to the store there's always someone with a huge bag like a bulging bag of one thing
0: yeah it's definitely that but there's also the people on the street who sell they just have like a milk crate full of a vegetable and they'll just be sitting on the on the side of the street selling that one vegetable we saw it a lot with figs and then there's also the guys on the on the corners who sell the roasted corn
1: what would you say has been your favorite and least favorite thing that you have tried since being here?
0: The least favorite was that last thing we just got from the, the the traditional Albanian place. The woman is lovely. She is like a mother. It was a roast beef and vegetables. And we didn't know what the vegetables would be. We just ordered it because we're being adventurous. We're trying all the foods on the menu that we can. But the vegetable, I don't know what it was. It tasted like green beans, but it was much bigger. And how would you describe the consistency of this vegetable? Mushy. Very mushy. I didn't like it.
1: It wasn't my favorite either. And I I like to think I like most vegetables, but that one was not my cup of tea.
0: Yeah, I felt bad. We didn't eat much of that dish because the roast beef was very tough, too. It was hard to eat. What would you say your least favorite dish?
1: Other than that, I don't know that I've had one that I really disliked. There have been a couple of pastas that could have been better. Like they were just a little bit too oily or something. But uh, again, when you're paying three to four, maybe six on an expensive dinner, it's fine. I can deal with oily pasta.
0: I would say my favorite dish is from that same place. Uh favorite Albanian dish is from that same place. The just the beef and onion soup kind of thing. The beef was so tender, it's like fall fall apart in your mouth. The sauce or whatever it was was perfect for dipping in bread and eating. It's very good. I'm drooling <laughs> thinking about it. What about you?
1: Mine would definitely be one of the seafood linguinis that we've had because the seafood is so good and they usually put like a tomato based sauce or a cream sauce on it and it just is divine
0: well if we're, if we're talking about favorite dishes overall i would say that i got a linguine cream and bacon bacon meaning ham pasta and it was very good
1: i would say overall i very much enjoyed the food yeah with the comment that i'm potentially getting a little tired of some of the repetition. So I anticipate we might do a little more cooking in the next two weeks so that it's not pizza, Euro pasta, Albanian food repeat. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and move on to our next category, which is just sort of other random observations that we've had from the last two and a half weeks. And I will start by saying that, that it breaks my heart how many stray animals there are. Like I've, never noticed it anywhere else. But I swear, every time we walk down any street, there's mostly mostly dogs, but there are some cats too that just are out begging for food or napping in the shade, or they look like they've had fleas for a while. And like, I, I wish that we could do something, but it's just, there's so many of them.
0: Another one is, you know, old men. They, they they like to do what they do. They sit at cafes all day with their, they'll have like one or two buddies with them. And they just stare at people. And it doesn't matter if you're a tourist. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. They, they will just stare at people. And I've gotten into staring competitions with these men as we walk by because I find it hilarious just to stare back at them. And I like, I'll give a little like a head nod to like say like, I see you looking at me kind of thing.
1: It feels less creepy than some of the other places yeah. that we've been stared at. It genuinely feels like that's their entertainment. And like you said, they stare at everyone. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, know, I don't know what they get out of it, but at least they're doing it to everybody. I would also add that it is very hot here right now. It's very hot and humid. And when we first got here, we thought that this city was basically abandoned because we'd look out our window during the day and see literally no one. And it took us a couple days to realize that what happens is that people just don't come out until it's not so hot. So right around like six o'clock is when I feel like I notice most people leaving their houses and going to do stuff because it starts to cool off. And all of a sudden it goes from like dead to just bustling with people.
0: Yeah, I would say like the, all the restaurants, there are so many restaurants here. I would say there's more restaurants than any like every other type of store combined
1: and they're rarely full
0: yeah they're never full but the people that are there are there for hours it's like once the sun starts going down i think that's the main form of socialization socializing that people have there's not a club like go out party culture here at least in the city there are lounges that play loud music but it is all people sitting and talking
1: and they usually close at midnight
0: yeah everything the the entire city shuts down at midnight. all the music stops. restaurants close. everyone goes home which I, I actually enjoy
1: We're turning into grandparents. Another thing that we had heard about Albania in July is that it's their high season, which I do think is true in the case of prices. However, I was expecting hordes of people just mobbing the beach and like having wait times to get into every restaurant and just having no space. But from what we've observed so far, it definitely got slightly busier when we went from the end of June into July, but it's still not crazy.
0: From what we've heard, August is like the real busy season, but it's the summer. They're beautiful beaches. Why aren't more people here? Well, We've talked about it a little bit, like the infrastructure with transportation and stuff like that. But there should be more people here.
1: Yeah, it feels like for what we're seeing and the the quality of the beaches and the water and like the restaurants, it really feels like it could be a Greek beach. And I'm sure that the beaches down there are mobbed right now. Yeah. But they're just not. Like we got today, we went to the beach at probably 930, which is not early, but it's also not late. And there was still like plenty of front row sun chair umbrella combos right on the front of the water.
0: Which only costs 500 lek or $5 for the entire day. It's not per hour. It's not per person. 500 lek gets you the two chairs and the umbrella. One final thing that we've come across is we've we've come across this in other countries. It's just it's a cash country. Everything is in... Cash or coins or whatever. The restaurants, the bars, the
1: grocery store, grocery
0: stores. They they don't take credit cards. So if you do come here, get a card that they they repay bake transaction fees. The ATMs here charge six to eight U.S. dollars to pull money out. And we're lucky enough that we have a we both have debit cards where they pay back ATM fees. So we, we don't actually have to worry about it. So if you do not have that kind of card, I would pull all the money out you expect to spend. Pull it all out at once because the transaction fees are are a little crazy.
1: Also, the Albanian's currency is what's called a closed currency. So you can't get it anywhere other than Albania. So it's not a currency that you could like go to your local bank and have them order for you. You have to wait until you arrive in the country and then you can go to a bank here or you can go to an ATM here. And so at the end of our stay, I'm going to be really, really conscious of us spending basically as much as we can because it's not like we can bring it with us to Montenegro and just exchange it. So just something to keep
0: in mind. And so we put a little poll on Instagram just about questions everyone has about Albania. And we've answered some of them just while we've been talking. but. Do they speak English?
1: Sometimes. That's the best I can say. A lot of restaurants, they can answer questions that you have about the food. Specifically, if they're younger, your odds are way, way higher. But if you're just like trying to talk to a random person.
0: The bus drivers, absolutely not. bus drivers
1: definitely don't. And the older the person, the less likely they speak English, unless they work in some like hospitality where it is more likely. Also, I'll say this isn't really relevant to the question, but... If you can learn, like, two phrases in Albanian, I learned thank you and hello, every time I use them, I get a big smile because people are always surprised when you know a little bit of Albanian, and I would say falamanderit, which is thank you, and persundae, which is hello, always, like, get a little smile, and I think they, like, warm up the person to you just a little
0: bit. So what currency do they use? We've talked about it a little bit, but it is is the Albanian lek, L-E-K, and the conversion for us right now is it's about 95 lek for the dollar we talked about favorite food worst food has there been a weirdest food i don't think there's been a weirdest food we've tried but that sheep yogurt i think is the weirdest food i've ever heard of
1: well there's also the sheep's brain soup yeah which i'm a little scared of like sometimes i think the translation from albanian to english Maybe doesn't make it sound as appetizing as it sounds in Albanian,
0: but they're correct translations it yes. is sheep brain and it is sheep yogurt
1: yes it's just that to our western ears or eyes yeah. you're like what what is that
0: so what's your what's your favorite thing we've done here in Albania so far
1: it's probably a cliche, but that day that we spent in Sawmill swimming in the beaches was truly
0: incredible. Yeah.
1: Like the water was this beautiful turquoise blue. It was crystal clear. There were, it was like kind of like coarse sand, but it was still white sand. And the water was a really nice temperature for swimming. And it was just, it was perfect. What about you?
0: I would agree. I would say worst experience was the bus to get there. But yeah, I would say the that town for that day we were there it was great. It was it added a little bit of variety. The restaurants were the same. I mean, it was the same food, but it was just a different thing you're looking at. So it was nice. So I think that wraps up the Albania part of the podcast. We do have two updates. We decided not to come back to Greece in November just because I don't think we would get the full experience of island hopping in Greece in November. It'd, it'd be a little cold. The water will be cold, just not as enjoyable as what the summer would be. So instead, we decided to freeze our butts off in Osaka. So we have re added Japan back to our itinerary, done so well that we have an extra thousand dollars to put towards our budget. So we're going back to Japan. We're very excited. We both love Japanese food. We're excited to try the Japanese food that we don't know about being from America. I think it's a generally positive change.
1: I definitely want to go back to Greece at some point and do the island hopping thing, but I want to do it when it's hot and you can enjoy the water and you can, all the restaurants will be open. And I just don't think that November is the right time to do that. Let's also give the listeners a general budget update.
0: If we were to stop spending money in Albania and then hit budget the rest of the time exactly on budget, we would spend $47,217. So we are still 2800 under budget after adding Japan back. I think we're doing very well. well. I don't think. I know we're doing very well. We've had a lot of discussions. We've taken a lot of advice from people about where to stay in Germany. And I think we 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 landed on the south of Germany. You love your castles. And I think we'll have a little bit better weather in October. So we ended up picking south of Germany and kind of looking at Frankfurt, Nuremberg, Wiesbaden. I'm sure I'm not saying that correct. Stuttgart. Looking at all the all of those cities, and we ended up booking a place in Nuremberg, and we're we're pretty excited about it.
1: Yeah, we even have timed it, which we got really lucky. Yeah, because normally Oktoberfest ends at the end of September. But this year there's some holiday happening in Germany on October 3rd, and so they extend Oktoberfest through October 3rd, which then allows us to go to Munich for one day of Oktoberfest, which I think we're both really excited about. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's funny to hear you be excited about drinking beer, but I'm excited to see it. There will definitely be an orb that day. (laughs)
1: I don't know. I wish, I know you're going to roll your eyes at this, but I wish we could do the like silly outfits because I think that'd be really fun and like add to the experience. But it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't at all. So I'm going to just look at other people's outfits and pretend that that's us. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. We will probably be back with maybe one more in Albania um, or at least here on the coast in Albania. We'll be in Albania, the country, for another almost month. Yeah at this point because we will be going up to the capital for three and a half weeks so we will have all kinds of updates about like what the differences are and what we think of Tirana, and we'll probably have an update about how the wedding was in corfu as well so thanks so much for listening we'll catch you next time